Welcome to the 2B1 Life Epic Journey Podcast. I'm Sonny Zentmeyer, and along with my amazing bride, Cindy, we believe that God has created marriage for an epic and heroic journey. Every great adventure and expedition has a desire for victory, a strategic plan, and guides along the way. Everyone wants a marriage that wins, and we want to encourage you to live different, to love different, and to finish strong as we follow God's plan for oneness through the wilderness here on earth. We're so grateful you're here, and we believe that God will prompt you to discover His plan for your marriage as you live out your adventures together. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Epic Journey Podcast. Sonny and Cindy here with you, and we're glad that you've joined us today. And so we're going to be going back into where are we in the wilderness. Yeah, we're in part two today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so in this episode, you know, we're going to continue to unfold some of the considerations as you answer the question, where are we in this wilderness adventure? As you start to become more aware of where you are and what God may be revealing, you will uncover maybe some difficulties in your realities, yeah. as well as maybe some new things that God's bringing to your attention and awareness. So God will fill you with hope and vision as you become more aware of where you are and how God wants to position you for your next steps in the journey. Hey, listen, so before we get too far into this, let's stop and pray. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to fellowship together with each other. Lord, just lead us in your vision, in your ideas, in your hope, in your encouragement. And we know that it will benefit our marriages. We thank you for today, Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's start off today with some scriptures about the wilderness to position you into a mindset. So imagine yourself in the scripture and in the wilderness. As you become more aware of your circumstances, it's super important to realize that wherever you are, God is with you. So we've been in this season of Christmas and we've been reminded of the birth of Christ and we, and we think of Emmanuel and what that means. God with us. As you imagine yourselves in the in the scripture, we want you to really begin to acknowledge God's presence with you in whatever circumstances are going on in your life right now. God is there with you. Hey, so let's uh let's take a look at Isaiah, um Israel's only savior. Back in 43 uh and we'll we'll kind of skip through different places in in uh, Isaiah 43. And so he talks about in the very beginning, he created you, he formed you, he has redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. I love that part right there. Right? He says, you are mine. That's he right. He's you. claiming us. So he's claiming us as his own. Um, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you through the rivers they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. Now, what a great picture of the wilderness and the difficulties we may find ourselves in. You know, it causes you to sort of wonder and consider, you know, how, how do we get here? How you got there? And it's, I think that's a really good question mm -hmm. when you're looking at where you are, you know, to, to, to really ask. But we can often find ourselves sometimes settling on a victim mindset. 
you know, blaming everything else, everyone else for where we are and what's going on. Um, but we can also get a good look at our heart. You know, maybe there's some pride that's going on and, and that's brought us into this situation. Maybe there's some stubborn stubbornness. Maybe we have a need to control and we're not letting go and letting God, you know, in on our marriage and our situation. Maybe we've got unforgiveness that we're carrying forward. Maybe we have offenses. We're becoming offended by our spouse and that's really causing a lot of division in our relationship. But there's other things that, that you can look at too and realize that sometimes the circumstances, even if it if there's a trial going on, that God might be allowing that trial to help you test your faith and bring your faith to a whole nother level because we know that oftentimes that's what trials will do if we allow them to perfecting us right and and so in these circumstances or sometimes in where you are in the wilderness this is a time when god can really reveal some things to you he might be drawing you to him to depend on him to get through whatever circumstances you're that's going where we through. learn so much is where we really have to where we find ourselves at our end and only he can come yeah. in and save us so. yeah absolutely so we've found in in our lifetime together that sometimes we land in a circumstance or or a place in the wilderness where we have a crisis of belief and so we have to make a choice of well what do we believe do we believe in just our limited view of what's happening or do we believe in what God can do because he tells us what he can do so oftentimes you know where you are in the wilderness could be bringing you to making some new decisions having some turning points heading in a new direction so it can be a super exciting time and and you can really have some expectation for what what god is getting ready to do and get excited about these changes that are going to take place in your marriage relationship and the new mindset that might go along with it and that takes a totally new mindset sometimes to be excited about a tough place right right and but so, when you know god's involved in it or you're at least willing to invite god in there's so much more hope. Well, it does. And it, it, that's what we need to remember to invite him into it and realize that he is there, even though we don't think at some at some point that right. he is. Yeah. So if we keep on going in Isaiah, you know, he says, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. God wants to continue to remind us of who he is. So he, and it, as we keep going on, he says, he makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters. You know, the, um, God will always make a, a way for us, a path, regardless of our circumstances, if we choose to follow he, him. He's going to lead, but are we going to follow? Right. Right. And so it continues. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Man, sometimes God just wants us to pay attention to what is happening right now. He might be trying to do something new in your relationship. Most likely he's trying to do Most something likely, new. Most likely, yes. And, and he goes on to say, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. You know, these are things that are very unexpected. We don't expect to find rivers in the desert, but God sometimes wants to do the unexpected mm -hmm. in your relationship. He says to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. 
God wants you to acknowledge his presence and he wants some credit, right? Mm-hmm. He wants some credit for what he's doing and what he's going to do. And he wants you to, to be faithful in following him and what he wants to provide for you and your marriage and your relationship together. Absolutely. So uh, God reminds us that no matter where we find ourselves and no matter what's going on, he's going to be with us. He wants to provide for us and he wants us to know that it's him. So descriptions of the wilderness are used over and over again. You know, in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. We find that God is identified as a shepherd that leads us in the wilderness and restores our soul. He meets us in the valley of darkness wherever we are. Yeah, so this is really cool because as we were studying this, um, we were kind of thinking of the beauty of restoration and all the wilderness imagery that's used in Psalm 23. But then God really prompted us to, well, what was happening in Psalm 22. And so we went back and as Psalm 23 is this great picture of restoration, we go back and take a look at Psalm 22 and the, and the title says, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So we feel so that way. Sometimes we can be in this Psalm 22. And so we're going to talk about Psalm 22 just a little bit. For This is a Psalm of David, and it starts out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. You know, there's times in in life when we we feel far from God. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we feel like he's not paying attention to us or he's not even know he has no clue what's going on. Right. Hey, where are you? What, you know, where, I'm alone here. Right. And we feel very, very alone. And this is what David is describing here. That's right. And we have to remember too, that David didn't have the Psalms. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have them to re- read back. Oh yeah. But he did have history of his of his uh, past, right. and, and he his had history of his relationships, yeah. and his forefathers, and yeah. so, so if we keep reading, it says, you know, God says, "You are yet you are holy, in your fa- and in you our fathers trusted." This is what David says: they trusted, and you delivered them. So it's important that we remind ourselves of who God is and what He has done in the past, both in our lives as well as in the lives of others, and especially those that we read about in Scripture. Yeah, so then David comes in and he starts focusing on himself, right? Mm -hmm. He starts, he's like, but I am a worm and not a man. I'm scorned by mankind and despised by the people, by, by the people. And so sometimes in our trials, in the places that we find ourselves, we can begin to doubt ourselves. And we can begin to feel like a victim mm-hmm. and we feel rejected by others. But we have to remind ourselves of who we are and what he can do. So important. So as we keep on looking down th- through here, we see, and uh, from my mother's womb, you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near and there is no help. Again, he reminds himself of who God is and the history of his relationship with God and that he is alone except for God. Yeah, so now he's coming around, right? A little bit. Starting to realize, a little bit at least. But then he keeps focusing on the circumstances. And he says, many bulls encompass me. Um, They open wide their mouths like a roaring lion. You know, there's some description here, but he's 
focusing again on his current circumstances, which we all do, right? And, and he's acknowledging what's happening. And so it is good to acknowledge what is happening. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to stay there That's too right. long, especially if it's a negative thing. <laughs> so he, as we continue, he says, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. And so he's revealing his emotions and the condition of his heart and body during this stressful time. And we can all go through these emotions during times of trials and tough times. Yeah, man, emotions get really high. And sometimes emotions can really magnify a situation and make it worse than it really is. You know, if we just continue yeah. to focus on it, it really can get skewed and our perspective is, is kind of messed up. But then we go back again. For dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encircles me. And so he's focused again on his current circumstances. Yeah. And so we keep going. He says, oh, Lord, do not be far off. Help. Come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul. Save me from the mouth of the lion. So, you know, um, you know, he's focusing on this. And one of the things we talked about in this is we, we were as we were discussing this, we talked about fear mm. and how the emotion of fear can really, you know, magnify things. And really, we go back and what is fear? It's false evidence appearing real. Yeah, yeah. And so he's acknowledging God's presence before he was feel but where before he was feeling forsaken and so he's his our feelings don't always hold the truth about our situation right here here he is now he's making requests to god to deliver him from evil yeah and so he he goes on in 22 and again you know we're paraphrasing these scriptures here not reading them verbatim but he says i will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. And then he skips down and he says, And he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. Now his experience has led him back to God. And he begins to share with others the adventure of his story that's taking place throughout all these circumstances. There we skip down. He says, those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. So he's expressing the hope of, that, of God that comes from seeking him. And he's not only encouraged, but now he's encouraging others. Yeah, and he skips down. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations shall worship before you. So look at where David has come from. From the beginning of Psalm 22, why have you forsaken me? To now he's, he's envisioning an impact on future generations. And he's acknowledging God's authority over all of it. So amazing. So as we finish it up here, posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn that he has done it. So let's look back real quick at Psalm 22. David, he begins the Psalm questioning God's presence, feeling alone and forsaken in his circumstances. But by calling out to him, talking of his circumstances, and then reminding himself of who God is, what he has done in the past. He's filled with expectation 
and hope for the future. Yeah, and in Psalm 22, there's just so much imagery and it really is a sort of a depiction of Christ's death on the cross mm -hmm. and leading to Psalm 23 restoration. Mm. And so it's it's just a beautiful description, but we really, we're captivated by God just prompting us to go back and look at 22 and just David's um, crying out to him in his current circumstances, the emotions that can go on, the, the perspective that can get shifted. But then we remember God, we remember what he's done, and it just all comes back around and then leads us into Psalm 23. Mm. And so we move into Psalm 23, another Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down where? And green pastures. He leads me beside what? Still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. You know, he's acknowledging God leading and guiding. And the result of that is restoration. So good. If we choose to follow him. Mm -hmm. There's a peace that's taking place here. It's a change of direction and a change of path. There's a new, heading a new heading going on, and that's what God wants to lead you into. So cool, new heading. And so in four, it says, even though I walk through the shallow of the valley of the shadow of death, <laughs> I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah, so listen, if you're in your Psalm 22 right now, we just want you to take heart. We want you to identify where you are, cry out to God, have the conversation with him. Your Psalm 23 is coming because God is in pursuit. He will never give up on you. Don't give up on what he can do. Many, many years ago, God impressed upon me as I was going through a situation with one of our sons. I felt like God was impressing upon me a question. And the question was, are you giving up? And I thought, no way, I'm not giving up. And it was like God said, good, because I never will. And it was, it was such an important time for me. And I felt like God was kind of reprimanding me in a way and saying to me, don't ever determine who I am and what I can do based on the circumstances that you see. Mm, so good. And that was just a, a huge time for me. And I have kept that treasured in my heart since mm -hmm. then, where it has led me through some other difficult times and allowed us to really realize that God has given us that imagination, that God-given imagination to see beyond the circumstances into what he has for us. And we can trust him in that. Mm. And so God was affirming to me, I think at that time, it was like he was saying, look, I'm beyond the circumstances and this requires you to have belief and trust and a vision of faith for what only I can do. Mm. So he's created us with a God-given imagination to see beyond our circumstances through faith. Yeah, this is hope, 
right? Right. I really think that that's what hope is to be able to to have a vision beyond. And this is God. It's like God is breathing life and oxygen into your marriage and into your relationship. Mm, so good. This is God giving you the fuel that you need for the journey. And it requires you to stop in the wilderness, meet with him, seek him, and fuel up. Fuel up. You're still thinking about that high-performance uh, off-road, off-road vehicle. vehicle. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But listen, there is no mistake that he tells us he has a plan and hope for our future in Jeremiah 29, 11. His hope is helping us to see the vision of that future. And listen, part of that plan is that you also participate and you call upon him, you come to him, you seek him, and he will be found by you. God's going to bring you to a more beautiful place in the wilderness and into restoration because that's who he is. Restoration is what he died for so that we would be restored and have a full and abundant life. He wants us to finish strong and he has provided a way for us to do that. He wants us to have a marriage that wins. Absolutely. So listen, take time to look at the condition of your own heart, just like David did in Psalm 22. You know, remind yourself of what God has done in the past Allow God to reveal some things to you about the journey, even if he's shown you some difficult things that may challenge you. He will show you the way to get back onto the path with him and with each other. He will lead you. Just remember in Psalm 23, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. So, you know, some rescue missions will require will require us to get help from others. Yeah. It's not some, yeah. but most. Yeah. And your marriage is worth it. If yep. you need to reach out and do that, do that. Right? That's right. So listen, don't give up if you're in Psalm 22. Remember, Psalm 23 is the next psalm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. And it's so promising and so hopeful. All right. So listen, we have a wilderness assessment form that we want to give you guys. We want this to help you have some discussions together about where you're at. Good discussions. Yeah, good discussions. And and we'll include the link in our show notes. Um, But the the form, it's like a zero to 10 scale. It'll bring up different um, areas of of marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And, 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 And if you do them separately, then go and sit and discuss and compare your answers. Listen, there's no right or wrong. But it's going to help you reveal to each other what you're thinking of where you are in regard to different things. Yeah, then so come back together and listen. Don't defend or choose to become offended. You know, John Bevere calls that the bait of Satan. Yeah, don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. Yeah. So also, listen, you might even notice what's new in your relationship and something you hadn't even noticed before and also maybe have a new appreciation for all of the good things about your relationship. You might have a renewed gratefulness for your spouse and for what God has already done. Remember looking to the past and and that track record of what God has already done in your relationship can be incredibly powerful. Yeah, so assessing where where you are often gives you a fresh look and perspective about where you want to adjust your heading and that and that you need to fuel up properly. This can be very exciting and cause you to rally. Rally in your relationship. Oh, I love that word. Rally in your relationship. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we do. We just need a rally. That's right. And, and just a, a, that refreshment. So 
Renew your perspective and mindset. Stop and assess where you are. Keep joining us on the journey through our podcast discussions. And we'll be continuing to keep you posted on some of the resources we'll be offering and and what's coming up in, in the future ahead. Yeah, God has a great path and a great plan for your marriage to win and succeed in this epic and heroic journey. Yeah, so just imagine your marriage as God sees what it can be. A marriage lived out through faith in the possibilities of God. God longs for you to envision the future he has for you. And he has created you with a powerful imagination, curiosity, and faith in order to accomplish this. Your marriage matters for more than just you. You've been invited into an epic and heroic journey. And you're going to hear us say that over and over and over again, (laughs) because we truly believe that. We really do. We really believe that marriage is an epic and heroic journey while you're here on this earth. And you are going to leave a legacy with eternal impact. Mm, So powerful. He understands the challenges that we're up against, and he wants us to reset and be restored through him. So listen, we want to pray as we close this thing out. Thanks so much for listening. Father God, we just thank you so much for every person out there listening. We thank you, Lord, that you have connected us. We thank you for what, what's new that you're doing in our lives. Lord, we just ask that you would open our eyes and open our hearts as we begin to take a look at where we are in our relationship. And Lord, as you prompt us to move forward and have hope for the future that you have for us. Lord, we thank you that you have plans for us and that they are great plans. And Lord, we thank you for this time that we've come together. We thank you for the great things that you are doing in each of our lives. We thank you that you are working in advance and you are orchestrating new things. Help our eyes to be open and our ears to hear as we continue the journey together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we ask that you would leave a review. You don't need to write anything, just tap the stars. It'll help us reach other couples. If you don't already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 2B1Life. It'd be a blessing to have you join our community as we walk in faith together through life in this epic and heroic journey. Thanks for listening.